0: Welcome to Moody's Mixer, Winning with Prostate Cancer. I want to thank you for tuning in to Moody's Mixer, season two. Here we are getting ready to start another season of Winning with Prostate Cancer, no fear necessary. We're going to be talking about some Prostate issues today I'm just kind of bringing things back into focus But also just talking about health in general I want to thank you for those listeners Who have been with me throughout season 1 Going into season 2 Thank you for being loyal listeners And again, welcome to season 2 When with Prostate Cancer So I'm going to be talking about My results in my first 6 months Of being diagnosed with prostate cancer you know what's been transpiring what's happening what's going on you know with my body you know how am I feeling and what are some of the results and I've got some great results um from this first six months and I'm, I'm looking forward to the next six months just kind of staying on this journey so I want to again thank you and appreciate you tuning in and welcome. Back to season two, When it was prostate cancer. Starting season two tonight. Season one was a wild ride for me. You know, getting my diagnosis of prostate cancer in season one. I've been at this for six months now. So, how are things going? What's transpiring, how's my body feeling? And what type of results am I getting? Much more do I have to learn. It's a lot. But I can't say, it's been a great journey. And I want to thank you for being on this journey with me. And those, this is your first time listening. And for those who are just maybe getting some diagnosis of prostate cancer or even some issues with your prostate, tune in. Because there's information that would be talked about on this show that I think would take some of the stress, some of the angst, and some of the fear out about getting a diagnosis, period. So again, I want to thank you for joining me. Season 2 is on its way. So, I have to say this first six months has been more than I thought it would be. You know, coming up with a diagnosis of cancer of any kind can be traumatic. And your life changes. My life has changed since July 14, 2020. So I must say that the the new detours or the new pathways that I'm on this new journey. Actually, it has been a great, refreshing start to the rest of my life. And I talk about you know New Year's and you know Happy New Year, 2020 to everyone. And I know you said Corey's a little late. It's you know January you know 30th. You know a little late. But does the calendar? You know when january 1st rolls around is that what makes us kind of start to do something different than we did before you know we may have done it the night before the week before january 31st we say hey this is our last hurrah and we say you know what let's flip the calendar and get a fresh start and january 1st is a fresh start for a lot of us and I got a chance to play golf today. It was beautiful here in Las Vegas, Nevada. Just wonderful. And when you play golf, you know, you can start off hole number one. And hole number one can kind of set the tone for the rest of your ramp. Independent how that first hole goes, especially that first tee shot, And, you know, I play golf by what I say, the rules. Which means I don't play mulligans, I don't play gimmies, You know, play by the rules that the USGA has put out there. And a lot of times we play, you know, it's like, hey, first tee, hey, you got a breakfast ball or a lunch ball. You know, if your first tee shot is, is no good. Well, it's important to always count everything because you need to learn how to hit that first tee shot because it's a mental pressure that you have to get through. So if you're constantly taking mulligans and breakfast balls, you never allow your your mind to say, I gotta focus a little more on this tee shot because I know it counts. So that round goes on and Maybe you're playing well and you're saying, hey, man, this is going well. You might be playing bad. But then you say, you know what? The back nine starts. I can start a fresh back nine. And you may not even focus as much on the, you know, 789, you know, going out. Because you know you got a fresh start hole number 10. Just a mindset. You know, okay, I can start over. I can kind of forget what happened on the front nine. I can kind of forget what happened in 2020, January one, you know, it's a brand new year. I can look at everything differently now. So what is your reset button? You know, that was something I always had to try to figure out is what is my reset? You know, what makes me start over again or say, you know what, forget about it. So, what I've learned is that there's a lot of times you have to reset a lot of things in life and that sometimes you have to press through it. You can't hit the reset button. Well, you know, for the diagnosis of cancer, I can't hit the reset button and say cancer be gone. But I did hit the reset button and said, you know what? This is my new journey and it's really been a great reset and i'm saying that because my body mind and soul are coming in alignment and i can actually identify each one of those areas and seeing the improvement that i am having with this new direction this new journey that i'm on and so it's been really exciting Mm -hmm. you know because there's so many new things that i'm doing so many old things that i'm not doing so it's been a great reset you know kind of like you know starting a new life again being born again again so it's been real good so i want to share some things to kind of show you and let you know that i have some quantifiable proof and some quantifiable evidence that things are improving now is cancer gone out of my body right now probably not has it slowed down or stopped something in that ballpark? I think so. But what is important for me right now is to build my body in fighting shape. You know, I got to get in shape. And I talk about track and field a lot because that was probably my the sport that I spent the most time in and I've had probably the greatest success in from an athletic perspective and i've been around some great people in track and field so i've learned to really you know understand that sport and what it takes to be at the top level in the world so i translated my body to kind of do the same thing so I got to get my body to be in the best shape of my life, better than when I was in my forties, my thirties, twenties, even as a teenager. And you say, well, you know, nobody can go back to be like they were in college or high school or you know anything like that. It's just, you know, our bodies grow and mature. And what I've learned, um, you know, for me that you can get back there. Now, your hair may be gray. You know, your skin may have some wrinkles here or there. You know, it, it could be different. But I've been able to get back down to my high school weight. So I've lost 17 pounds since July 14th. And I won't say the weight loss was on purpose, but the change in the lifestyle was on purpose. The byproduct was me losing 17 pounds and how it makes my body feel so much different, how it looks so much different, that that change has made a big impact on my recovery, it's part of the things I have to do to fight this disease at its optimal. So I'm building my base. I'm building my immune system. I'm making sure, you know, my blood pressure and all those things are running at tip-top shape, my vitamin D levels, my vitamin C levels. You know, get more tests to kind of understand what all these changes have done to my body, besides the physical look, and besides the weight loss, what other indicators are out there that's telling me certain things are working? And I just want to talk about a few of those um, this evening. You know, what you know, what what are the things that that has me saying? you know what we're going in the right direction what are your indicators what indicators do you measure to let yourself know that things are going in the right direction and these questions can be answered or can be asked in several different contexts and what I'm finding out all of them are applicable to this journey that I'm on. To say hey. You're doing. What I've called you to do. And when those indicators are showing that. You're on the right path. It's a great feeling. And that's why I feel so good. Like I do right now. So get your foursome. Get your tea time. Get ready to tee off. And play it as it lies. The result may be hey i can't go out there and run my best race right now because i'm just doing my over distance i'm just getting in shape well you know cancer's probably not gone there you know you know it may have slowed down some. it may not even slow down any but what i'm doing is getting my body ready for this battle as we did in track and field i'm getting my body ready i'm running all this putting all this mileage in you know, in the off-season or the fall season or cross-country season, and what we would say, you know, in that arena is, I'm building my base. I'm getting my base together. Because having a good base in track and field allows you to get through the workouts when you really start fine-tuning and running specifically for your race, how you run it. And I say how you run it, because you can have two people who run the same event, but run it differently. And that's because they're, you know, how their body has been trained to run a particular race. So there were some people, you know, who could run 44 flat in the 400. And there, you know, there are a lot of those now, you know, when I was running, You know it may have happened once a season one one person but now they're running 44 seconds indoor but the point i'm making is that two people both run 44 but it's so when they run that race they're not equal the whole 400 meters around one may get out a little faster than the other the other may have a stronger finish but both of them ran 44. so can we say one ran it wrong and one ran it right well if they got the same time you know you can say they both ran it wrong because no one won but the key is they ran it according to how their bodies were trained to run that race and I'm understanding that my body has to run this race with cancer, and it's no big deal running this race with cancer as it is running the race around 400 meters. And if you ever ran a 400 meter before, <laughs> you you might say, "Doc, yeah, tell me I got it, man," because I don't want to run that 400. <laughs> But I I say that because we look at cancer as it's so tough and hard to beat. And it's different and it is a tough fight. And it can be unfair sometimes. But the key is to, can we tilt the scales to make it a fair fight? Well, to make it a fair fight, I have to understand my body what makes it do A, B, C, D, E, F, or G. So that's the phase I'm in. So, this is for me, this is like my fall, this is my over distance. Now, I'm running, you know, miles and running 20, 25 miles a week. I'm not doing anything on the track no interval works you know no 200 no 110s no 600s just getting volume in now these this volume runs may be five to seven k 10k kilometers but they also may be maybe three one miles three you know with their 10 or five minute recovery just to start working that anaerobic system a little longer Do you know how to run your race? Do you know the strategy to run your 400? Knowing you are up against a a formable opponent. Are you ready to run it? We have to know our base. That's our blood test. That's our lab work. Understand what we have in us already. Let's build that foundation. Let's get this over distance in so we can build the base from there. So, you know, you have a aerobic system and an anaerobic system. So quarter milers, we, we, we depend heavy on our aerobic system because we need the lactic acid to hold off as long as possible. So you, you remember you hearing saying, that, here comes the bear so learning and understanding that helps you prepare to run that race better and better do you know how to prepare for your race do you know what ingredients what workouts you need to be prepared to race to be at your optimal go get your lab work understand what it's telling you know what the indicators about the importance of understanding your PSA result why you need to do it so you can have early detection because the earlier detection statistically showing statistically you can see that getting it early gives you a better chance of survival but not only does it give you better chance of survival it gives you better chance of survival without having any invasive treatments. So, you know, doing this last six months, not only have I kind of changed a lot of things, you know, in my life, but it's also getting more and more educated about what's happening. And, you know, the, the rise in, in your PSA itself doesn't mean There's a problem. But it does mean it's something you probably need to look at once it starts rising on a consistent level. And I spoke a little bit earlier about, you know, everyone doesn't have prostate cancer at a particular PSA level. Some can have PSA levels through the roof and not have it. Some can have them even in the normal range and have it. Now, that's rare but it can can happen so to make sure we understand that piece if anything it allows us to understand what we need to do to deal with finding out you know what i really stressed you know last year was find out we got to stop running from finding out what's going on with our bodies because what happens is when we don't know and we leave it to someone else to prescribe drugs to us we've lost our power because now we're dependent on the prescription which means we need a doctor we need to know in order to have true freedom with our life and not to be dependent on someone to give us a prescription. So understanding what's going on with our body is very important to our quality of life. Yes, we would need doctors. We all need doctors. I'm building my foursome. I have to find an oncologist, but it's a team effort. I understand so I can question and understand. I can give him better information to give me better information. That's the power of knowledge and understanding. It's a better communication even with our physicians. So find out, understand. Let's do our own homework. And we all need doctors. But you can't control that now. You know, you may want to travel, take six months somewhere. You gotta hope you you know, you you can get You know, two or three months supply of your prescriptions and early on what happened, you know, back in the seventies and eighties, you know, how we kind of got healed or no, how we got treated. And what doctors did was prescribe pharmaceutical medicines to us. And that model has kind of changed. Because that model now are more about them performing procedures. See, so we didn't have as many procedures done 20, 30 years ago. And a lot of you used you know, because of technology, but that's the building block to keep this thing going. So now you don't know, have to take a bunch of prescription. Let me perform this surgical procedure. So understanding those things are important because you don't always have to have surgical procedures for everything, but you got to understand it. If you don't, they're going to sell you what they sell. But we got to understand. Now I used to always say, you would never, se- you will never sell me. I will buy from you. Because when you're sold, you don't really understand what you're buying. So I will buy from you, but you won't sell me. So are you a buy from or a too? to? If you know what you're buying, you're a buyer. If you're being sold, better check it out. So understanding this piece is very important and what I found out during this last six months, you know, there's something called total free PSA. It's really two measurements of PSA. I didn't know this. Was there information there or information left off to sway you to make that decision? I didn't know this even during my diagnosis. It wasn't even explained to me. From my urologist. We talked about PSA, you already had it. So it's kind of, well, it don't matter. Well, it does matter. Because in order for me to control my treatment and how I want to live the rest of my life, I got to understand it. I have to know what these indicators mean so I know what I'm doing. Is it working? You know, like in track and field, you know, we, you know, I, even in the off season when we did all this over distance we still may run some some 800s and i said some miles but you know intervals which is you know slow intervals for us but we may time it we may run a good 5k for time to see how well you know so we may start you know in august running 5k then we come back in october running 5k even though that's not our event That time should be better because it lets us know we are on the right path. Whatever we're doing is working and people do different things that work. But we have to understand it for ourselves, because as I mentioned about, you know, all sprinters and athletes. Everyone trains a little different, even if they run the, the same race. Well, you have to treat your symptoms probably a little different than anybody else because your body is different than mine. Now, I'm going to talk about what I'm doing in my treatments just from an understanding perspective, but these may or may not even work for you in the combination. But you will understand that understanding the makeup of your body. And for a kid who's, who failed speech until he got in the fifth grade reading all this stuff, the last six months and trying to pronounce these words could have been a deterrent because I'm constantly trying to pronounce these words. But what I realized was, whether I can pronounce them or not know what they are. Because now it makes sense. Now, I always wonder, do they make certain words hard to understand and to say? Don't let the lack of knowledge keep you from the understanding. Now, when we go to doc- doctor, talk to me in layman's terms. Tell me what you really mean. So, I'm learning to break these words down to understand kind of you know, the meaning of them. And if there's not a word to, you know, a is here's a different word way to say it, because it's in the medical field and so be it. But I always wondered, you know, is that why we don't never want to challenge our physicians, uh, physicians about our health? Because the words that they're saying is like, man, I, I got to go to medical school to, to, to learn all, to do all this stuff. You don't. You got to go to medical school, pass the boards to practice medicine, to prescribe drugs. So what are you doing to get back in the driver's seat of your health? Get control of your life. Get control of your outcomes as it relates to your health. Don't run from it. Get it. It's simple. It's just going to get some blood work, get in lab. You can have a doctor put an order in for you. Tell them you want the total, the the percent free to total PSA. You know that just the one level of PSA. And go ahead and find out. Start reading. I'm gonna be posting, you know, things on the website. So please go to the website. There are some great links out there, videos. Of prior guests, just information. So I want to thank you for tuning in to this first episode of season two. Please continue to tell your friends about this podcast. Also, they can check me out. You can check me out on Spotify, Apple Podcasts. Also, my main main site website is CoreyMoody.Podbean.com. And I just want to thank you for making this a great journey for me.